0: I like macho films, they really get my tech.
1: Well I like arty films, I think they're so uh, what if I pick? Eh. then I pick. All right, Bryce?
0: Okay, Nick. Well,
1: Let's not waste time. And you... Give me a flick. That is right. Bryce and Nicks. can you give Whee! me a flick? Where each week we sit down, Brycey. It's a bit of a, I'll show
0: you mine if you show me your situation. Oh, that's not too bad. Hey, if we were to try and guess each other's styles, me being a macho man and you being a little on the feminine side, would we say it's fair to say that I'm a little more... Steinbeck, and you're a little more... Mm-hmm. Go on. Tungers. Tungers? <laughs> as in
1: Greta Tungers. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, you're the one in a top knot right now. Uh, okay. I understand okay. that I do have a pink T-shirt
0: on All as right. I'm saying
1: this, but that is not the point Listen. that I'm making.
0: okay, no, Did I someone understand. tell you that that
1: looked good? How
0: did you come to the okay. top knot? Okay, can I explain the top knot? Because I know you've been waiting to ask me about it. Um, I... I'm doing World's Greatest Shape on March 24th, That's right? right. You
1: keep nagging me about donations.
0: Yeah, and you haven't donated. Well, um, got, it's really awful. You
1: put up a post a couple of days ago saying you've got two months to donate. <laughs> Do and you then you came what? to me the next day and you said, why haven't you donated? I said, Bryce, I've got two months. You said, right, we need to get it done quicker, sooner rather than later. I Aaron said, well, that post... Isn't going to help oh, you out, my friend. That's
0: horrendous. Erin Mullen is the only person in on our team who's donated, and she donated two hundred and fifty bucks. Erin's also the only person who can afford the two hundred fifty bucks <laughs> yeah, in actually the a team. Fair point.
1: <laughs> now, Bryce. Each week we give each other a film. Yeah. This week you are giving me one, and we'll find out if I have been left satisfied or <gasps> unsatisfied by this movie. A movie called "The Art of Self Defense." A movie that to me at least, has really flown under the radar since
0: 2019 when it was released. I'd never heard of it. Mate, I had never ever heard of this film. I remember seeing a poster for it once upon a time. I used to go into the cinemas and look at the posters and see what's coming out. I remember it was on the coming soon thing and I saw, and I thought nothing of it. At The front poster, it's all in yellow. It's a, it's it's Jesse Eisenberg and a couple other people standing in karate This stances. poster
1: has dropped on our socials. It has. And can I just, a quick shout out to go, Matty Garfield, yeah, who is making these posters. This one is one of my favourites. He's, he's doing a fantastic track. job week after week, but this one is great.
0: Yeah, He's done ex- he's done extraordinarily well, but I I'd never thought anything of this film, and I remember I was having a Sunday. I had just a hangover Sunday at home where I wasn't doing anything, and I was just relaxing, and I was flicking around on movies on Amazon, and it popped up, and I was like, and I do what I normally do when I'm going to watch a film, and I just went on Rotten Tomatoes, and I saw the score, and the score was pretty good, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, fuck it. I can't find anything else, and I'll watch it, and it's probably... The first film of that, you know, it, often when I watch a, uh, I can't be fuck watching anything else film, I end up being maybe moderately entertained. You're right. This is the first time I'd done that and actually thoroughly enjoyed a film. Like, I'm texting people going, have you seen this film? you got to watch it. Like, there's so much I liked about it. That i had to pass it on and i watched it again had recently. anyone seen it had anyone else no it? right Ooh, okay no so it's 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 pretty well unknown and i mean which is quite unusual because this was in the jesse eisenberg renaissance era mm. i suppose you know he was doing zombie land and the social network and adventure land and all that sort of stuff around the time that this film came out so it didn't feel it felt like an odd one to fall under the radar Jesse Eisenberg, to me, is always the same character. Well, he's Michael Cera 2.0, really, yeah, isn't he? He's yeah, just absolutely. that awkward, uncomfortable, neurotic, shy, very... strange
1: to look at. Yeah, yeah like, you,
0: you kind of... Bordering on the spectrum,
1: oh, there ah, so. absolutely okay. Love um, on the Eisenberg. So it's a 6.6 on IMDb, it's a 6.6 IMDb. It's, you know, an hour 44. It's an action comedy crime, it's a very black comedy.
0: Let me tell you what the synopsis is to this film. After being attacked on the street, a young man enlists a local dojo led by a charismatic and mysterious sensei, played by Alejandro Navola in an effort to learn how to defend himself from future threats. As we mentioned, this film stars Jesse Eisenberg, Alessandro Navola, and Imogen Poots. A little pootie. So I I, I must say for me, I don't know how you felt about this one, outside of Jesse Eisenberg and Alessandro Navola, I don't really know anyone in this cast. I reckon i would seen po- I'm trying to put my finger on what I've seen Poots
1: in. She did a movie called Green Room 28 weeks later. Yes. I I love how week after week you rock up to this podcast with no knowledge whatsoever. Absolutely
0: well, uh, no research being done. But this is the th- but you're the my job is to show is to tell you a good film to watch. Your job's to do the research. I am I, I actually do know uh, Alessandro Nivola pretty well. Um he was in Face Off. He, I don't know if you remember oh, with that Nicholas Cage. Yeah, with with Nicolas Cage, American Hustle. Um, the guy you would never really hear. He's done some like he's done some really good stuff. He's good. He
1: plays the sensei, the man who runs yeah. uh, the karate, the dojo, the
0: dojo. Thank you uh, no. in
1: this film. Now the director, the writer director yeah. is Riley Stearns. Um, Riley isn't particularly well known. No, he's not, is he? But definitely has a niche. This type of film, this sort of quirky, offbeat, pseudo-drama comedy is the kind of thing he does. He's done a couple more Jewel, Faults, The Cub. They're all the same kind of
0: style from what I've I can never tell. have seen it any of them. Have you seen any Nor of them? Nor have I,
1: no, but just reading and doing a bit of research on them, it feels like they're all sort of in the same He's
0: phone. done three full-lengths, Jewel, Art of Self-Defence and Fault. You know what? I'm going to let you talk about this film because it's, it's, for me, I, I've got points to make about this film. It's, it's one of those ones, I remember I was, I was watching it with someone and, and we were having a good conversation about it where we said, the thing that makes this movie so interesting is you laugh but you don't know whether you should be laughing. Does that make sense? I, I found myself with this film. I was like, was that funny or was that twisted? Or was that funny or is that sad? You know what I mean? Like, it's just a weird line. I know.
1: I see what you're saying. It is hard to know if it's like deliberately funny. There's a, a very, you have a lot of sympathy for this lead character of Jesse Eisenberg. Um, and I think just at the end of the day, kung fu, karate, yeah, yeah, taekwondo, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a self defense type. Yeah, it's just. It was- it's all a bit
0: nerdy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so he's perfect for a film about this. Absolutely. Why don't you run us through the pro- uh, the plot of this one, brother? Because the thing is with this movie, it's a f- it really is a fucking roller coaster in terms of it, you, you, you start here and you end up here. And then all of a sudden you're going, how the fuck did we get here?
1: So it's a film, I think, at the end of the day that is about... Hyper masculinity, absolutely. And
0: frat boys, absolutely. you know that sort of like mentality. The, the, the um, the justice, the, the what's the rose tribalism almost. Oh, um, that's interesting.
1: Like guys who beat their chest.
0: You know yes. what I mean? Like, like
1: everything about him is he, just a bit of a pussy. He's an accountant. Yeah, you know he sort of lives in this apartment where it's just browns and greens, these muted yeah. tones. It's sort of a sad life. Uh, at his work, he finds a guy that has a porn magazine and then instead of taking the porn magazine, he photocopies it, you know, and takes it home because he doesn't want to buy it himself. <laughs> his name, and I found this very funny, his name is Casey, Casey Davies, Davies and people are constantly confusing it for <laughs> a, woman. a woman. So we'll get a call and we're like, hi, oh, I'm looking for Miss Casey Davies. you're like, no, no, that's me. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I it's a very feminine sounding scene. name. <laughs> He's learning French. Ultimately, when he uh, enters the dojo, when he, when he starts learning karate, yeah. that he says, you can't be learning French. French is sort of synonymous with giving surrendering. It, like, the white flag, surrendering. <laughs> you need to learn German. Yeah. He's got a Dachshund. He gets a yeah. German shepherd, ultimately. Yeah. So he's sort of living this life of this modern man. And this film is about like, the journey. From femininity to masculinity, masculinity and developing that side. I think that message is a little bit muddied with how the film ends. I don't. I think it sort of loses it a little bit at the end. We can talk about that. But yes. it's very interesting. But it's sort of in this real quirky style. It reminded me a lot of uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. And I think especially because obviously there's the martial arts yes, uh, yes, influences. Yes, but yes. like that sort of strange style, um, like a royal tannin bombs, it's almost a little bit Wes Anderson-y with that's this fair. um bizarre world. And and that's created from even just simple things like someone leaves a message on his uh message bank. And instead of saying, you don't have any messages, it says no one else has left you a message, you know? It's yeah. sort of like this yeah. alternate reality, this sort of fictional... It is a little bit, yeah. Um, it's fun and it's funny and it's silly and it sets up this world and he's sort of like a, a, an effeminate modern guy yeah. and then he walks down the street one night and he's attacked by a group on motorcycles. motorcycle, yeah, motorcycle gang. Yeah. He goes to buy a gun, but there's a waiting period for the gun, so he goes to a local... Karate school, and he meets the sensei, and he ends up signing up to learn karate. And he isn't quite honest with the sensei at the time about why yeah. he's doing it. He yeah. says, you know, it's just for a
0: bit of fun and fitness. And yeah, that I thought that was interesting. Health and fitness, he said. Was Health his and reason. fitness.
1: Yes, it's this hyper mask boys' club where there's one woman, and that's Imogen pooch She's yeah. in there as well, and yeah. there's a little bit of commentary on, you know, being a woman in a in a man's world. I think within that, but. It ultimately becomes that the guy running this dojo, the sensei, is a bit of a bad guy, and he invites Jesse Eisenberg along to his night class. night class. And it's revealed that what they're doing is they're going out and they're finding these people in the streets with their motorcycles after dark, and they're attacking them. So ultimately, Jesse was attacked at the start of the film buy this very band, by the band. And, and it's a great idea for publicity and PR for people to come and need to do Literally. karate it's really good but also they're filming it and selling these videotapes on the black market of it happening and it sort of happens in this secret room in the in the dojo so it's yeah. quite a quirky idea it's a quirky
0: idea and it's got layers you know the, 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 the interesting thing about this film is you'll you'll sit through the first 20 minutes and you're thinking oh yeah it's a comedy it's got a, it's you know got little anecdotes about standing up for yourself and blah 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 The movie switches as soon as he starts taking night classes because they've got the, he gets invited to the night class and Mm -hmm. a guy that he does the day class with comes with him Mm -hmm. and, but he wasn't invited. And the dojo quite brutally pulls him in front of the class because he wasn't invited to this class, snaps his arm in half and then tells him to never come back. Which is a really brutal scene. It's the moment the movie turns. It's that exact... Because up until this point, it's been pretty tame. It's sort of fun and it's silly. It's light. There's early on, uh,
1: it really sort of sets up the end of this film as well. It's the idea of Chekhov's gun, where if you show the gun in the first act... It has to. It's the setup to what's to come later. It has it's the to payoff come later, and that's ultimately what happens. There's this scene with the sensei, and the sensei is explaining the story behind the grand master. And mm-hmm. I love this. I couldn't find the moment in the scene to play for you, but there's such a great moment where the grand. There's ten rules in this dojo. Yeah. The things that you you can do and you can't do and then they've sort of like taped on this
0: 11th rule which is oh, guns yeah. are for the weak guns are for the weak it's the last rule isn't it it's yeah. the
1: last rule and it's a rule that's obviously been added when they reveal how the grandmaster died which is he was killed by a shotgun blast to the face while he was out <laughs> he hiking, was hiking
0: which is just was so He
1: was mistaken for a bird Which is so, so funny So funny And there's a picture of him on the wall And it's framed up And he's created a a rainbow belt for himself Uh, And this is sort of the reason This is the sensei explaining why that happens
0: Grandmaster is the only person ever to wear the rainbow belt It's a belt colour that he created And awarded to himself It is the highest honor in all of karate. He achieved this rank after he challenged and defeated all three other grandmasters in the state in unarmed combat to the death. He finished each fight
1: with his signature technique, technique only he knew, technique he never even taught me.
0: He punched through his opponent's heads with his
1: index finger. (laughs) And here is the beautiful part of this script. Uh, Yeah. That there is all set up and exposition for what is going to happen. It's going to happen later. Yeah. Because obviously he didn't attack and kill these people. Absolutely not. With a punch by poking his finger through. (laughs) But what happens in the final scene is that Eisenberg pulls out the gun and it's sort of built up to be this big fight big between showdown. him, between Eisenberg and the sensei. And he's going to lose. Like, he's going to lose. There's no gonna way he lose. can win because he's not yeah. very good. No. no. <laughs> and he goes head to head and then he pulls out the gun and he shoots, he shoots him. Shoots him straight in the head. So it's the, it's the Chekhov's gun of yeah. there's been the setup. This is now the payoff. And what he does is through the bullet hole, he pokes his finger, he pulls it out. It's now bloodied. He shows everyone else in the room, in the following scene, when they come into the room, and he says, "I have punched him in the head. I pulled out the finger. Blah blah blah." Essentially, saying he's the second coming of the Grandmaster, but of course, he shot him through the through the skull. Yeah, uh, which is what happened with the Grandmaster. But the sensei revealing even he didn't tell me how that happened, even he didn't teach me that. Yeah, is sort of setting up that. He isn't prepared for the gun. He doesn't know that the gun is coming. So it's very smart in wrapping that up within something that feels like a joke. uh, And that's what the best comedies do. I think that moment
0: is really, really strong. 100%. There's a a couple of really laugh out loud funny moments in this movie for me. The one that I really like is when he finds out that he's been betrayed by uh, the sensei. He shows up on the mat and he tries to break as many rules as possible so i think he has a sandwich and he he steps onto the mat with his shoes, shoes. on and then he eat and he goes oh i'm a bit hungry i might just eat a sandwich and then he starts eating a sandwich his, Ooh, and now i'm thirsty and because there's no eating on the mat no drinking on the mat he tries to break as many rules as humanly possible yeah. and the sensei just comes out and goes stop this <laughs> Like this is enough that's enough <laughs> like this has gone too far. Uh I just think I think there's a lot of it's so awkward. It's so uncomfortable. It really crosses this interesting line uh between I I don't know if I was supposed to laugh at that or not but I did. Again, we we mentioned the fact that this movie really flew under the radar. I, I mean, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes it has it's Certified fresh at 83%, which is a really solid score. The critics consensus says the art of self-defense grapples compellingly with modern American masculinity and serves as an outstanding calling card for writer-director Riley Stearns. I mean, Riley hasn't done a whole lot since then. Uh, the, the, the audience scores at 63, which is a little less favorable, but it's only got like 500 rankings. We've done movies on here that have had like 50,000 Right so this is very much an underground film and I mean it's let's be honest it's not a super great rating but I also think maybe um this movie is probably pretty hard to understand to the like I mean the tone of it because it really is if you watch this expecting a fun comedy you'd be sorely disappointed.
1: Mm, that's true. There's lines that are obviously funny there's at one point the sensei hands jesse a belt his white belt right (laughs) at the top and he says do not come to class without your belt it is yours it is sacred it's a 15 dollar surcharge to replace it (laughs) there's just there's very funny lines in there but they're sort of hidden in what becomes quite a graphic a graphically violent film In a way that you wouldn't expect.
0: It really takes a left turn.
1: So the ending of this film, where the scene Jesse has shot the sensei, and now he stands up in front of the rest of the class. His dashound has died. He's been killed.
0: Yeah, his dashound was killed. Yeah.
1: Uh, He's now got a German shepherd. He sets the German shepherd on someone else, on one of the students. Who killed his dog? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so I think the film ends, and he's quite masked. So he's finished this journey. And he describes himself as being the alpha. He's adopted the German shepherd as his own, and he's dethroned the sensei.
0: Well, he's effectively become the person he's overtaking, right? Because the sensei is a little bit of a fucking fraud too.
1: Yeah. So I don't quite know. I think if it's a commentary on integrating the masculine and the feminine within you, then I think it fails to do that. I think... If it's a commentary on the idea of toxic masculinity, it fails to do that as well, because he
0: becomes the person that he doesn't want to be or he shouldn't become. I think But I think is maybe that the so is that maybe the journey he was supposed to go on? Maybe maybe that was the whole point is maybe he wasn't supposed to overcome it. Maybe he was supposed to become it. You know what I mean? What's 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 the Batman quote? Uh, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain.
1: Absolutely. And so I think that's kind of the end of the film. But I, I think so. I don't think that that has anything very positive on the idea of of what he's... Fo- I don't think he's fought against the ideals that this film is trying to espouse and trying to say as being important,
0: you know? in In trying to do the right thing or overcome... Uh, what it is, like he's trying to overcome these fucking assholes, or, or more specifically the asshole, which is the sensei. I mean, everyone else is just kind of following orders. Has he become this person? Is this, has he actually successfully become the sensei in trying to become everything he's not?
1: Yeah, but if, this, if the sensei represents the idea of toxic masculinity, which then I he think has, he does, then he has become that. Yes. And he hasn't been able to just integrate the healthy part of masculinity yeah. within himself. So I think he has kind of become the bad guy. So, mm. I'm not quite sure the message that the film is going for, or maybe it just isn't a traditional moral that we in society would get around maybe it is just you know if you pursue this you will kind of become the bad guy maybe there's a little bit
0: of that yeah or maybe maybe like just that life is what comes with that you know what i mean like
1: yeah of course
0: you join that so it's not like you just join that so like there's a right way to do it like that is what that is i don't know because it's a very unconventional film and it is an unconventional message and it doesn't feel like you've successfully completed a journey at the end it feels like you've kind of it's a very surprising ending like the the ending really sort of comes at you like this i think it's a really well-made film i think it's solid
1: i think it's simple i think it's <gasps> i think it's good like Yay! i was left satisfied by it i didn't love it yeah. i think it's a 6.6 and that's probably fair it's maybe around a seven uh in my opinion i think it's a good film i think the performances are good i think It's unlike most other things you'd see, and I think it's quite
0: solid, but I don't know if I'd watch it again. You know what I I mean? I don't think you have to watch it again. You know what I mean? But I I think it was a fun one to bring to the table because it is an interesting film. It's definitely a forgotten gem. Like, it could have gotten more traction than it did. It certainly didn't get a lot. Definitely not here in Australia anyway. Definitely one of those movies that just didn't get or people maybe just didn't get it a film that i really like is called
1: ladybird uh-huh. and that is a movie i'm going to give you next week and it's greta gerwig's directorial debut of course she's done some huge things this year with but barbie Barbie, right but this is a film that she made only a few years ago and i think
0: it's just it's really solid i really like it yeah i want you to have a look at that for next right i have a funny story to tell you about that film i haven't seen it um but I have a funny story to tell you about why I haven't seen it. And I'm going to start the show with it next week. Whoa, what
1: a hook. What a hook. What a hook. We'll catch you then.